Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Father, I pray today that you open eyes, illuminate hearts. I pray that we come back to you in a very, very real sense. And I give you all the honor for what you are going to do in every heart today. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we all say amen. Today we're going to begin a three-week series in the book of Jonah, and we're going to learn some important things. We're going to begin in Jonah chapter 1 and verse 1. Now the word of the Lord, which is the highest form of communication between God and man that exists, where God speaks to us through his word. And this was the experience of the prophet. And it came to Jonah, who was the son of Amittai, which lets us know that he was a historical figure. This is not a mythical person. This person literally had a father. He had a hometown. He, he was from somewhere. And this was the explicit message. Verse 2, arise and go to Nineveh. Now, ancient scholars tell us that Nineveh was uh, the largest city in the entire Middle East. It was a major threat to Israel at this time in history. But here's the question. Has God ever asked you to do something that you really didn't want to do? Well, this is the case of, uh, with, with Jonah, but here, here's the deal. The directions that God gives that hurt the most often teach us the most. And again, this was the case here. And then God uh, goes on and he not only says Nineveh, he has that great city. So this statement was probably a rub to the prophet because his own country, Israel, had been on the decline for uh, decades because of its idolatry. But now Nineveh is on the rise and it's just 500 miles or so to, to the east in modern day Iraq. And it, it was a, an emerging power that had been emerging really over the last uh, century, a hundred years. And, and some people won't, won't like you because your strength reminds them of their weaknesses. And because of, of Israel's decline, there was a certain level of contempt for this new rising power uh, to the east of Israel. And he tells the prophet, he says, go and cry out against it. So God wanted Jonah to preach and proclaim this message with passion. And here's the deal. Some people may not like my message. Others may not understand my message, but no one can deny that I share it with my whole heart. And, and I do this thing from the core of my being. I'm not just some trained speaker somewhere. I, I love the Lord with my whole heart. And my desire is to get God's word into your heart and for us to all value the scripture and understand all of the teachings that are contained in it. And, and here's the deal. In, in my life at, at this particular point, if it doesn't come from my heart, I don't do it at all. And, and that is a place we all want to, to, to reach. Do it from the heart or not at all. It says, for their wickedness has come up before me. So the Ninevites uh, were a violent and brutal people. If you know history, the, Nineveh was actually the capital of Assyria. And the Assyrians, they would impale people on poles. They skinned people alive. They amputated hands and gouged out eyes. These, these were very serious 
people. And if God did not deal with them, much of the Middle East would feel their wrath as uh, uh, the Assyrian Empire ascended. So, so God had to humble this nation and deal with this nation. And in this, we, we learn, be kind to unkind people because they need it the most. And they needed the kindness of God. They needed the, the, the prophet to, to intercede and, and, and to speak on God's behalf to help them come out of this depravity that they had sunk into. Verse 3, but Jonah arose, watch this, and he didn't go to Nineveh. He went to where? Tarshish. Jonah refused to, to let his good Jewish reputation be impacted by him going to a place he didn't want to go. Uh, also, to a place he didn't, uh, to a people better, that he didn't even like. So, you know, there are ethnic divisions here, and all types of sensitivities are, are surfacing. God tells him to do something that probably like, I, I don't like those people. I, I don't like that place. I am not going. So instead of going in the direction God told him to go, which was only 500 miles or so from Israel at that time, he began a 2,500-mile journey to Spain, which is actually called Tarshish here, and he moved in the very opposite direction. So he arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now, it's important to know that it wasn't that God didn't matter to Jonah at all. It was just that his reputation, his uh, prejudices, his, his, his grudges, and his personal sensitivities mattered much more. And it's not sometimes that we don't love God. It's just that our issues sometimes are bigger than our love for God. And this was the case with Nineveh. And he was like, Lord, I hear you, but I'm not doing what you uh, tell me to do. And resentment always hurts you more than the person you resent. And this this is, again, what we see here. So we start seeing a pattern in this next verse. He went down to Joppa. Notice every step away from God's word always leads you down. So he went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So you can rent a car, you get on an airplane, you get on a ship, you get on a boat, you can even move to another state. And how do I know this? Because I have tried it at times in my life, but God will not fail to remember his word to you and his assignment to you. You may try to change it, you may try to excuse it, get away from it, but God's word to you is God's word. And what I find is even when I disobey, uh, he just keeps coming back to the same thing. He won't give me a new word until I uh, respond to the earlier word that he gave me. And that's why some of us are stuck. God put in our hearts to do something. We didn't do it. And we think we can go on with the Lord. And the Lord said, no, we will not go to second grade till we get first grade. So we get stuck at a place because we chose uh, maybe not to forgive. We, we chose uh, to, to, to be harsh and we chose not to maybe control our tongue. That was the message to God. And we want more, but we will never be able to step into more until we uh, learn those primary lessons. And here uh, he had to before God would, would move on in his life, he had to obey God's first word to him. Watch this. So Jonah, he paid the fare, and it's very costly to run from God. You waste time, you waste energy, and as you see here, you also waste money. And he went down again, down again. He keeps going down, and he went down into it. Uh, here's the question. How far down do you have to go before you start realizing what's really up? And this is the story really of many of us, not just the prophet Jonah. And he went down into it to go 
with them. Now, scholars say that before Jonah left Israel, he was from the famed school of the prophets, if you will. He was from uh, the finest church, and and, and he had the the highest uh, pedigree. But for him to feel more comfortable with his rebellion, watch this, he had to change his companions. And many times we change churches and and we change friends, not because our friends were bad or, or, or our church was necessarily bad, but because our spiritual level got so low, we couldn't hang out with them anymore. A famous behavioral psychologist said this. He said, if you surround yourself with clowns, don't be surprised if your life ends up a circus. I I like that quote. And he went down into it to go with them, again, away from the people of God, with them from the presence of the Lord. So we can waste energy and time running from the Lord, or we can use that same energy to run with the Lord. But we see the choice here that Jonah made. But watch verse four. It says, but the Lord. Now, this is my most favorite verse in all of the Bible, but God. Romans 5 and 7 says this, For scarcely a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone might even dare die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ what died for us. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken us except such as is common to man. Watch this. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able. Ephesians 2 and verse 3, among whom we also all, all, all of us once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of the mind. So here's the deal. You need to stop acting like you were born of a, a virgin. All of us have produced some mess. All of us have done some dirt. That's just the reality. All of us ha- have sinned. All of us have fallen short. All of us have lived according to the fallenness of our flesh. And we were, watch this, by nature, children of wrath, meaning all of us, all of us, no exceptions, all of us, we're doomed just as others. But watch verse four, but God. So as bad as the situation was, but God, as bad as your situation is, but God, as bad as the things going on, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sin, made us alive together with what? Christ. And here's what I know. Society may say, well, you ain't never going to amount to anything, but God says you're more than a conqueror. I hear what everyone else is saying. Your mother may, may have said, you just like your daddy, but God says, now call me your, 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 your father. Your spouse may have left you, but God's word says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. But God, but God, but God. Jonah 1 and 4. But the Lord sent out, watch this, the Lord did this. A great wind on the sea. The storms in this world, and sometimes the storms in our lives, may be God trying to tell us something. And the question is are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? And there was a mighty tempest on the sea. God knows how to find right where you are. So that the ship was about to be broken up. And you may be wondering what happened in that relationship. You may be wondering what happened on that that job or in that situation. But sometimes 
God must let the things that we try to hide from him in break up before things can come together again. And this is what is happening in Jonah's life. And if you feel like there's winds and storms and and all the rest coming against you, uh, the first question should be, you know, Father, you know, I, I, I don't understand it all, but here I know who I belong to. And Father, is there any area in my life that I need to submit, any area I need to turn? You know, a lot of times when trouble comes, we just blame the trouble. We blame the circumstances. It's not fair. It always happens to me. But I've learned to first look in the mirror and say, Lord, is there anything in my life that has precipitated this particular storm? Then the mariners were afraid or the mariners. These, these were sailors. These were tough guys. And every man cried out to his God. And as you've heard said, there are no atheists in foxholes. And when it gets bad enough, even the skeptics will start talking to God. And they threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load in the hole. So the sailors were doing everything they knew in their power to try to survive this particular storm. But watch this. But Jonah had gone down. You just see this progression. He went down to Joppa. Then he went down to a ship. Then even in the ship, he went what? Down. He just keeps going down. He went down into, watch this, the lowest part of the ship. When we run from God, we can surprise ourselves with how low we can go. And when you're out of God's will, out of God's presence, out of God's word, it's amazing what we can do if we are out of fellowship with the king of the universe. The Bible says he had laid down and he was fast asleep. Question is, how could Jonah sleep in the middle of such a storm? And I think part of the reason was because the tornado on the inside of him was greater than all the tornadoes on the outside of him. And when the noise on the inside of you is greater than the noise on the outside of you, it's amazing what you'll put up with and, 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 and what you will tolerate. And no one is more miserable within than someone who knows better. And this man knew better. And uh, he was miserable. And, and again, that war on the inside of him was so intense that it was, you know, the, the storm was quiet compared to what was happening in his heart. And that's what's going on with many of us. The war on the inside of us, we, we have our excuses for where we are. We have our reasons and, and, and all the rest. We have our pride. But the reality is the reason that uh, we haven't responded the way we, we should to the circumstances around us is because of the problems going on with in us. I mean, this was a wake-up call for Jonah, but he still slept. In fact, it was the pagans that were about to wake him up. Let's, let's read. So the captain came to him. I mean, this, this is how bad the condition of this prophet was. And he said to him, what do you mean, sleeper? The captain was indignant. The captain was like, you know, what, 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 what is going on with you? I mean, how could you claim to know God and sleep through such crisis, such, such danger? And here's the question. 
How is it that we sleep or you sleep with all that's happening in the world, all that's happening in our, our nation, but we're still groggy about the word, groggy about God's presence, groggy about church, groggy about prayer, and we just kind of sleep through it, sleep through it, sleep through it. And the world actually is a lot like this captain is saying, what do you mean, oh sleeper? I mean, the powerful God of the universe is in covenant with you, yet you sleep while we perish. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they're using an ancient system, but God is not restricted. He could show up in all different types of systems and he knows how to reach his own. You could be in the worst place, the lowest place doing the worst thing and God could show up in the middle of your high and say that you belong to him. And God knows exactly what he's doing here. So they cast lots and watch what happened. God got involved and the lot fell on who? Jonah. Busted. Bad boy, bad boy, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Jonah, you know, busted. I mean, he was trying to hide. I mean, he's, he's, he's in the belly of his, not just on a ship, in the belly of a ship going in the opposite direction. God, God called him to go, and uh, God still finds him. And what I want to tell you today is God has found you. This message is just for you because God has found you, and he's calling you back to himself. Let's keep reading. Then they said to him, Please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? And then they asked him, what is your occupation? And where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord. I don't know if that was true. Uh, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid, and they said to him, why did you do this? Why have you done this. And what I want to tell you is as we run in the opposite direction of God, as we disobey God, we not only put ourselves in danger, we put in danger everyone else on our boat, everyone else on our ship. So I'm sure at this point, these guys are sailors, so they probably throwing around some language. It's like, why have you you've done this. How, how, how is it that you have fled from the Lord? Watch what he said. For the men knew that he had fled from the presence of the Lord because he was talking about it. Given, it's, it's amazing. We have our rationalization for why we do what we do, and we try to convince everyone else. We know God sees right through it, but because we feel convicted, we're try, we feel if we can convince people that somehow God, you know, will have to agree. So obviously he let the folks know. He said, for, for, for the men knew that he had fled from the presence of the Lord because he had what? Told them. Then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more and more and more and more tempestuous. So it, it went from bad to worse. And they realized they were facing a power far greater than just a sea. And I know at times in my life where I tried to run from God and his plan and his purpose and just my life, you know, it, it, I mean, there was no natural reasons for some of the challenges I was, was having, but God was bigger than my circumstances, bigger than my, my craftiness, bigger than, than, than even my rebellion. And it's amazing how he would still find me in the midst of my particular mess. And it's, it's also amazing how God has a way of sometimes making things not work 
that are intended to, to harm us. So I, I know in my older years, I've learned to thank God for some of the relationships that didn't work. Some of the trips I wanted to go on that, that I didn't go. Some of the places I wanted to go and some of the jobs I wanted to have that I didn't have. Uh, because all of it was really in rebellion to God. I was just trying to go in the opposite direction. And if I would have had my way, uh, I would have ended up in tremendous peril. Verse 12. And he said to them, this is what I want you to do. Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. So, you know, everyone understood what this storm or, or who this storm came for. Watch this. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. His first step was to accept personal responsibility. And we would learn so much more from our mistakes if we were, weren't so busy trying to deny them or defend them. And I think even some of the things that are going on in America, God's after his church. Because if his people called by his name will humble themselves and pray, seek his face, turn from their wicked ways, uh, he will hear from heaven and heal our land. And, and some of this stuff happened. He's waiting for a righteous remnant to rise up. Some of the things happening in your house, God is saying, man, what's it going to take for you to cry out to me and call on the God that can answer, that can fix, that can reveal, that can change the situation, the circumstances, uh, circumstances that you're in. But here's the deal. Before God changes things, he often changes us first. So, uh, you know, we're going to talk about this next week. So, you know, this man wouldn't do what God wanted him to do. So God prepared a fish and God knows what to prepare to cause you to turn, to cause you to, to do what you ought to do. God is so much smarter, so much wiser. I used to tell my, my boys when they were teenagers, everything you think to do, buddy, I've already thought about. So, uh, you know, what, what you're thinking about is, is no surprise to me. And as far as you go is how as far as you're going to have to uh, travel back. Because, buddy, in the end, I, I know where you're going to land because that, that life you're trying to live, that's not really who you are. And uh, uh, this was the same case with, with the prophet. Verse 13. Nevertheless, the men didn't want to kill him. They rode hard to return to land, but they could not. It is hard to fight against God. For the sea continued to grow more and more and more tempestuous against them. You see, God knew who he was after, and he wouldn't quit until he got him. And here's a lesson I've learned. God will be as tough as we need him to be. God will be as tough as you need him to be. Skip to verse 15. So they finally, I mean, I mean, they're about to drown. I mean, the ship is going down. They got desperate and say, well, you know what? We're going to toss him overboard. And they threw him into the sea. We see here, he first went down into Joppa. Then he went down into the lowest part of the ship. Now he went down into the sea. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.